0: So today we're very fortunate to have His Grace Ram Giridhari Prabhuji from uh, Mumbai, India, and Prabhuji will enlighten us on the verse 31, 526, 31 from Srimad Bhagavatam. So, Prabhuji, are you there on the call?
1: Yes, yes, Hare Krishna.
0: Hare Krishna, Mataji, Prabhuji, my Pradam to you. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai, Guru Maharaj Ki Jai. So, Prabhuji, please take over
2: thank
1: you so much for your thank discussion. you so much uh first of all uh, please accept my humble obeisances all glories shri prabhupada and it's always my pleasure to uh, be back with you all and um, it's very inspiring and also purifying to discuss uh, Srimad bhagavatam in assembly of vaishnavas which you are doing very very consistently and um, Uh, This is a very great service that you are all doing. All glories to you. May the Lord bestow their choicest blessings on all of you. (laughs) Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Chaivanarutamam Devim saraswatiam Vyasam Tato Jaya Nashtaprai Shabadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttamashloke Bhakti Bhavati Naishtriki So reading from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 5, Chapter 26, Text No. 31. Trio Ripashun Kadanti Tams Te PASHAVA Ivanihata Yama Sadane Yata Rakshogana Shaunika Iva Swaditi Nava Swaditi Nava da Yashrik Pibantin Rityanti Jagayanti Cha Krishyamana YATETA Purushadaha Translation By His Divine Grace AC Samishta Prabhupada Śrīla Prabhupada Ki Translation There are men and women in this world Who sacrifice human beings To Bhairava or Bhadrakali Kali And then eat their victims flesh Those who perform such sacrifices Are taken after death to the abode of Yamaraj where their victims, having taken taken the form of Rakshasas, cut them into pieces, sharpened swords. Just as in this world the man-eaters drank their victims' blood, dancing and singing in jubilation, their victims now enjoy drinking the blood of the sacrificers and celebrating in the same way. We will read a couple of more verses. We'll do the text number thirty two. Etvaihava anagaso ranye Grameva Vaisram Bhaktira Upa Sratan Upa jijī Upa Vishrambaya Jiri Vishun Shula Sutradishu Papar Sula Sudradishu Paprothan Kridanyak. Kri danak kataya Yata yantitapi Chapretke yama Yatanashu Shula dishu Protat manaha Krutrebhyam Chabi Kanakavata Kanaka vata dibis, chatas Tatas tigma tundair Ahan yamana smaranti. Translation In this life, some people give shelter to animals and birds that come to them for protection in the village or forest. And after making them believe that they will be protected, such people pierce them with lances or threads and play with them like toys, giving them great pain. After death, such people are brought By assistance of Hemaraj to the hell known as Shulaprota, where their bodies are pierced with sharp needle like lances. They suffer from hunger and thirst, and sharp beaked birds such as vultures and herons come at them from all sides to tear at their bodies. Tortured and suffering, they can then remember the sinful activities they committed in the past. Text 33: 8th et, Yavai Bhutani, Udve Janti Nara, Ulbana Swabhavayata, Danda Shuktasta, Danda Shuka Pretya Narake, Danda Shuka Nipadanti yetramripa danda shuka panchamuka saptamuka upasrutya grashantiyata bileshayan those who in this life are like envious serpents always angry and giving pain to other living entities fall after death into the hell known as Dandashuka, my dear king. In this hell, there are serpents with five or seven hoods. These serpents eat such sinful persons, just as snakes eat mice. So we will um, maybe stop till verse number thirty-three only, because there are you know so many. Okay, maybe we'll do till thirty five. I'll do thirty-four and thirty-five also. Etva Yihava andhavata kushula Guhadishu Bhutani Nerudanti Tatamutra Teshwa Yebu Paveshya sagarena vachnina Dumena Nerudanti Translation Those Who's, who in this life can find other living entities in dark wells, granaries or mountain caves are put after death into the hell known as Avatanirodana. There they themselves are pushed into dark wells where poisonous fumes and smoke suffocate them and they suffer very severely. Text thirty five. Estaihava (Sessly) atitin Abhyagatanva Griha Patir Ashakrit Upagata manyur Didakshur Iva Papena Chakshusha Nidhikshate Tasya Chapi Niraye Papa Driste Akshini Vajra Tunda Grudra Kanka Kaka Watadheya a householder who receives guests or visitors with cruel glances as if to burn them to ashes he is put into the hell called Pariyavartana, where he is gazed at by hard eyed vultures, herons, crows, and similar birds, which Suddenly swoop down and pluck out his eyes with great force. According to the Vedic etiquette, even an enemy who comes to a householder's home should be received in such a gentle way that he forgets that he has come to the home of an enemy. A guest who comes to one's home should be received very politely if she is unwanted if he is unwanted the householder should not stare at him with unblinking eyes for one who does so will be put into the hell known as paryavartana after death and there many ferocious birds like vultures crows and herons will suddenly come upon him and pluck out his eyes oma timirandasya jnananjana shalakaya chakshuran militam yena tasmay gurave namaha namo om vishnu padaya krishna prashtaya butale shrimate bhakti vedanta swamin niti namine namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine Nirvi Sesha Sunyavadi Paschatyadeshatari JAY SHRI Sri Krishna Chaitanyam Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shiva Savi Kaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama, Rama, Hare, Hare. So, we are in a very interesting chapter in Srimad Bhagavatam. This is the last chapter of the first canto. So, from sixth canto, Sukadeva Goswami path. Sukadeva so Goswami Pad is going to start a very new topic. So, from 6th through 9th, discussions about Poshana. Today, this 5th chapter or 5th canto, 26th chapter with this uh, chapter Sarga Visarga Stanam. These three are taken care of in Srimad Bhagavatam. There are ten subject matters of Srimad Bhagavatam Atra Sargo Visargascha, Stanam, Boshanam Mutaya, Manvantre Ishanungata, Nirodha Mukti Rasraya. Sarga, Visarga, and Stanam means creation, primary creation secondary creation and how they are interconnectivity and how they are established. So they are the how these universes are established and how they are positioned, who is above, who is below. So fifth canto ends with that description and from sixth onwards the topic of Poshna starts. Poshana means how the Lord gives shelter to His devotees. So, this chapter is a very interesting juncture which does not excite anyone. May it be a devotee, may it be a karmi. Such a chapter does not give any any interesting feeling. Because this whole chapter is talking about different sets of punishments for different sets of activities. So, we are going to analyze from this 5 verses 31 through 35, even though they are all self-explanatory, We will analyze these five verses from the perspective of learning some lessons for us. So through these five verses, we will churn three reflections through which we will try to apply them and try to relate to this context. Every individual spirit soul, the constitutional nature of the spirit soul is or a constitutional attribute of the spirit soul is to love, to serve, to be loved and to be served. This is the constitutional nature. That is why we will always want to love someone, to be loved by someone, to serve someone, to be served by someone. And the most important factor of the Swift attribute is to remain always happy without any interruptions. So this attribute of the soul... How even the most uncultured person will also desire this. Even though he may not know, he may not have understanding about any of those things.
2: They desire for
1: longevity, happiness. Love, serve In the process, we also have a genuine expectation Especially in this conditioned body The expectation is that my mistakes are forgiven or forgotten I am always given another chance And every time we have a a logic, a reasoning, why we should be forgiven or why our mistakes should be forgotten There is a general mindset If you go and question a criminal A criminal's first response is, I didn't do this mistake I didn't do this crime. But if you interrogate him further, his second response is, I didn't do this crime purposefully. If you interrogate him further, his third response is, I didn't do this crime. I was forced to do this by someone else. If you interrogate him further, that's when he will say, yes, I did the crime. By default, in the conditioned state, we always want that our independence, our freedom should not be challenged and there are no restrictions. I will live the way I want. That is the reason why we don't like these chapters. Because these chapters not only talks about punishment, it also associates our punishment, the gravity of the punishment, in such a manner that it is challenging to our fundamental desire existence. But the reality is, These chapters are introduced in a book like Srimad Bhagavatam, which is nothing but nectar, which is nothing but an opportunity for the most degraded person to get delivered. How come this chapter is introduced in Srimad Bhagavatam? If this is introduced in Garuda Puran, in some other Puran, in some other, uh, you know, Places in a sense, Bhagavatam is considered as uh, the most munificent Sarva Shastra Abdi Piyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnadya Sarva Lokaika Drikprata Sarva Sarva Bhagavata Prana Shreemat Bhagavata Prabhu Kali Dvanto Dita Ditya Sri Krishna Parivartita this is Bhagavata Mahima Stotra's first two sloka composed by Sanatana Goswami wherein he says that this particular literature or uh, this is so glorious this is so wonderful this is Krishna personified so if it, this is Krishna personified this is nectar of all the literatures how come we have some punitive and very gruesome descriptions in a literature? So we will divide this conversation into three parts. The first part is the purpose of this chapter. The second part is, the second reflection is about the importance of character development and third aspect of it is the 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 situation or repercussion of someone who um, who is supposed to be responsible and accountable and when they are not while this whole chapter is talking about the details of them, but we will discuss from a sadhaka's perspective. So the first reflection in that, I would like to churn the character development aspect of it, the importance of character development. Srimad Bhagavatam's goal and focus is somehow or other helps us develop our character, you sow a thought to reap an action, you sow an action to reap a habit, you sow a habit to reap a character, you sow a character to reap a destiny. So it all begins with our thought, what we think will eventually decide about our destiny. And Srimad Bhagavatam being an Amala Puran, it is helping us to fine tune, refine our thought process. This particular part of Srimad Bhagavatam, which is talking about the universal arrangement, uh, which is talking about how the planets are positioned, how uh, the whole uh, science of astronomy and cosmology. So while explaining that Sukadeva Goswami is introducing the description about the jail. It is like I am describing about a city. And how the city is organized, I will describe about the downtown. I'll describe about the park, entertainment place, place of study, place of work, uh, the residential place, place of markets, government offices, police, court, jail. So, from the cosmology perspective. All Sukhadeva Goswami is doing is that this is how the jail is. We have different types of jail and each of the jail, there are different punishments. So cosmology wise, this is is very uh, appropriate in this context. But this also has got other reasons, which is, In the school, when we study, we are also taught about the general code of conduct and the repercussions of not following the code of conduct. The reason this knowledge was, the knowledge is given is to help us make sure that we follow the right uh, norms, and right code, so that we don't need to be sorry later. So, character development. About which In sixth candle uh, Sukadeva Goswami is going to further speak about So here He is telling one aspect of it Which is By you being warned of your bad character What all repercussions, What all uh, Situations that you will be facing At least you will be careful enough In conducting yourself in taking right set of decisions and in also your relationships. So such character development is not generally usual by the way of showing the uh, punitive side of it. But since it is part of the cosmology, he has described about the hellish planets. Hellish planets are part of the 14 planetary system, it is part of the creation. It is part of the sub-creation It is duty of Sukadeva Goswami to explain this aspect also But Parikshit Maharaj, being a wonderful student He is definitely not excited at all by looking at this chapter As soon as this chapter got over Sukadeva Goswami, when he finished this description of hellish planets Parikshit Maharaj was very upset and morose and said that my dear sir I am not understanding why is it you know, such a punishment is given whilst after the punishment if the person is going to commit the mistake again so what was the value of the punishment rather should we not work towards changing of the heart should we not work towards correcting that person and putting all the energy towards that? So Sukadeva Goswami applauds Parikshit Maharaj's thought process and says that, yes, that is the right thinking. And my agenda was saying this, is also to test you, evaluate you, if you are understanding the ethos and mood of Srimad Bhagavatam. So as a part of my first reflection, I want to say, character development comes from three perspectives. Perspective number one is to warn of our mistakes. Number two, it helps us to evaluate where do we stand. It also helps us to note that if we, does not give attention to them then what consequences that we need to face warning consequences and a kind of an evaluation where do we stand it makes us think broader deeper and it helps us makes us think that how we need to build our character carefully responsibly and making sure that we follow the path of righteousness so this particular chapter may not be directly related to the whole uh, uh, mood and ethos of Srimad Bhagavatam which is about giving Krishna Prem giving Krishna, glorifying Krishna glorifying Krishna's kindness, uh, power of Holy Name power of Harikata association etc. It is definitely a, a a unique chapter to address these concerns or these attributes, without which probably we will take things for
3: granted. We have to
1: definitely talk about aparada. We definitely talk about papa. We definitely talk about punya. We definitely talk about things above punya. By talking about all these things, a person will be able to align his character. Prioritize his action and eventually work towards the destination that he wants to achieve One time I was speaking to his Holiness Banu Swami Maharaj In uh, that time he was in Malaysia, I happened to be there So Maharaj uh, was, uh, you know, relatively, you know, uh, there were no visitors So I had a free time to ask some questions to Maharaj and ask them What is the purpose of all this Vedic literature when holy name, Hare Krishna, Mahamantra is enough for us to go back home, back to God. So, Banu Maharaj very nicely explained, yes it is not required. In that sense, if you are very much attached to the holy name and are constantly, you know, performing the chanting of the holy name of the Lord, then you don't need any of those things technically. But in spite of Knowing this fact, our Vaishnavacharyas have given these literatures because they know we are not such a simple people, we are complicated people because our desires, our priorities, our relationships, our activities, our everything is very complicated and hence sometimes we might need more elaborate, extensive uh, discussions and descriptions to help us attack the complicatedness within ourselves. For a simple person, all these chapters are nothing but it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, a subset of information. It is not even going to excite him because you know I have to surrender to Krishna and that is my, you know, constitutional nature. If I don't surrender to Krishna, then I am not doing something correct. But those who are complicated, they will say, I have my intelligence, I have my money, it is my resource, it's my this, my that. So they will go on and on and on and justify their action. So this chapter is to challenge those demoniac, those uh, propensities and then at least uh, bring us to some sort of a ground reality. So my first reflection is that when we read about such descriptions of hellish planets, when we read about such descriptions of uh, uh, the punishments in hellish planets, we didn't that they are meant to be in this uh, place for a specific reason and which is one of them is about the character development to help us build our character, to help others to evaluate where do we stand, help us to evaluate where do we stand, it is also going to help us to understand you know, what are the repercussions of the mistakes that I, uh, that I commit and how I am supposed to be responsible so and on the the cosmology side it is definitely part of the uh, Krishna's creation and hence it is important to know about the jail even though jail is a government office we don't give that name government officers to jail we give them a punitive name that is why hell even though it is part of the Lord's government but it is meant for a uh, a person who has committed sinful activities so these sinful activities are something that Srimad bhagavatam wants us to somehow stop committing them because so long as a person commits sinful activities he will not be able to he will definitely not uh, you know make any significant necessary progress in krishna consciousness because the sins will definitely delay the journey, even though the holy name has got power, so Bhagawan is trying to also, you know, help us that please stop committing sins, watch out your behavior, build your character in such a way that you can perform devotional service. This is a subtle way of saying this message that character is very important and sins are very dangerous. Of course, more dangerous than sins are the uh, offenses. Which is dealt in a different context. So that's my first reflection that we learn through this chapter about the importance of um, uh, character development and how that we have some um, uh, some actions to be watched out for to build our character you know nicely. So this is um, uh, this is very um, uh, scientific, and this is also. Something that um, Prabhupada uh, wanted all of us to learn. That is why Shra Prabhupada, when he started the Krishna Consciousness Movement, he wanted his students to follow four regulative principles. These four regulative principles uh, does not directly attribute to devotional life, but they attribute to the Dharma, four pillars of Dharma. And that way, Prabhupada said that if somebody is not following these four declarative
4: principles,
1: they'll become more and more sinful, and the effect of holy name will be, you know, um, uh, I mean, we, even though the holy name is very powerful, we will not be able to effectively have a, a Shruddha we will nef- definitely not be able to chant the pure holy name, So, and we will, our journey will be delayed so hence uh, uh, we need to understand such descriptions such descriptions are good to know and uh, even though it is gory even though it is gruesome it is uh, better to be that way rather than uh, we get to only to hear how much our mistakes are forgiven one day what he was asking why is that uh, you know uh, this uh, hellish planets are such uh, gruesome descriptions and you know uh, the Lord, sh- Lord is supposed to be kind enough, if you are saying that the Lord is your Lord is our parents they are supp- he's supposed to look after us nicely, uh, you know, etc, etc so I was him there are so many places in the literature where the Lord's glories and the Lord's holy name, past them, devotees prasadam, darshna's glories are just given just by a small speck of it somebody could get a benefit just in one place that the other side of Lord's creation is described. We are, uh, you know, uh, finding uh, discomfort. So hence, it is important uh, for Sukadeva Goswami to present this both from the perspective of explaining the cosmology aspect of it, as well as from the perspective of warning the, uh, you know, candidates for character development aspect of it, and also to evaluate the Parikshit Maharaj's understanding about uh, uh, his uh, grasping Srimad Bhagavatam's ethos the second reflection that I want to you know bring in in this um, current context is about how Supadeva Goswami uh, when he is describing about this hellish planets as Prabhupada, you know mentioned in, in this purport that sometimes we get overwhelmed, overconfident, and over um, enthusiastic whilst performing our action. That we may not tend to watch out for some pitfalls, for some mistakes. Because when Goswami gave their literature, Goswami has gave knowledge, application, excitement, and esoteric content as well as code of conduct. Knowledge from Bhagavad Gita, application from Srimad Bhagavatam, esoteric and very transcendental topic. Of Chaitanya Charitamrita and Chaitanya Bhagavata, where a person, when he tries to uh, go past the materialistic dimension, what excitement, enjoyment he will get. And last but not least, he also gave something called as Bhakti rasamrita Sindhu, which is called the code of conduct for a Vaishnava. So, for a Vaishnava, these particular topics may not be directly relevant especially for those of us who are regularly chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra those of us who have been accepted by our spiritual master for those of us who are not uh, you know uh, purposely, voluntarily committing some you know offences for the sake of giving pain to others not because of conditioning not because of um, any other reason so then this uh, descriptions are definitely going to be you know relevant and relatable so from that perspective Srikadeva Goswami Path's uh, reasoning to explain these particular uh, descriptions of uh, hellish planets is, uh, is more and more meaningful is more and more uh, uh, relevant to the context for all of us to buckle up well and at the same time you know, we know where to draw the line, and we draw ourselves by the sloka number 31, 32, 33, 34. So they are all very uh, simple, straightforward um, uh, descriptions, including even 35 for that matter. But if you slightly extrapolate, if you slightly analyze, it is also describing about the traits that one you know follow. Say for example, um, in the sloka number thirty-one, it is talking about how maamsa. The word maamsa. Somebody explains this to me Saha That I will eat you in this life. Next life, you are given the license to eat me. So that way, the equations are uh, you know nullified. So Sukadeva Goswami is explaining about. Uh, how the effect of uh, a person who is cruel. Uh, Slaprabhupada writes in the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita, shloka number 15, wherein he is talking about four types of Dushkritinas, four types of people who have got heinous, degraded activity. Uh, where he says, Maya Aparta Jnana Asunim Bhavamashrita. So Maya Aparta Jnana Muda Naradama Maya Aparta Jnana Asura. These four types of Duskritinas and Srila Prabhupada been explaining about Duskritinas. He says Kriti means doing some activity that are favorable and beneficial to others. Duskritina means that activity which does not favor anyone, which does not support anyone, which does not give benefit to anyone and Sukritina is the opposite of it. So the second reflection that I want to you know, uh, explain or understand here is about the Duskritina side of it and how we all need to uh, be careful not to um, be a Dushkrutina and not to associate with a Dushkrutina. Because by our association with Dushkrutinās, we will eventually become Dushkrutinās. By associating with such men who are offenders, who are uh, sinful people, then uh, we will also eventually become sinful. Whatever the association that we take, we take that shape of that association. So when... Uh, we associate when Srimad Bhagavatam is trying to explain about these different types of hellish planets for different types of actions, this is also to help us in what way we need to learn to conduct ourselves in what way we need to learn to organize our life and activities and in what way we need to draw some sort of a fence from certain activities that I will not be part of it, I will not be associated with such a person and that way we will, uh, you know, not get to need to go through this experience so, I would like to end my second reflection by saying that this is uh, part of it to classify, to understand, to identify and to know who the duskritinas are and how those duskritinas are um, um, how those duskritinas are very dangerous huh? Krishna says, such Dushkritina will not come to me, will not approach me. So these are all acts acts that are mentioned over here. You know, knowingly, unknowingly, if he has become victim of them, by not even doing ourselves, but even by associating with people who are doing this, then we will lose the opportunity of coming closer to Krishna, which eventually is a bigger debacle. So... The second reflection from this context is that Srimad Bhagavatam is helping us to recognize, identify Dushkritinas and eventually warn us how we should stay away from them. The last part of it where um, the reason for explaining the repercussions is that repercussions there are first class people learn without being told second class people learn after being told third class people learn after being repeatedly told then there are further classes there is a saying in tamil sollamale Chayver periyar solli cheivar siriyar sollium cheya kaivar kaivar means thief so, lamalaya periyar means a person who does righteous activity without being told is a first class person. A person who does activity after being told is second class person. A person who has to do an activity after being told repeatedly is a third class person. A person who does not do even after being repeatedly told he is a thief. And if I can extrapolate this, if a person who not only not do it, but stops others from doing it, is in fifth class, Chandala. So my third reflection is about the reasoning for explaining such repercussions by Sukadeva Goswami is, because we are not first class, Because our intelligence is either second class or third class. So he thought it is important for us to tell this by uh, enough uh, uh, threats, by enough uh, uh, warnings. So at least out of fear, out of such, you know, uh, you know, gruesomeness that we are, you know, uh, taught over here, we will be able to develop some sort of sense of uh, uh, fear you know <laughs> there is a strategy that Shastra explains about called Samdana the Dhanda so this is Dhanda just by explaining uh, if you don't do this what punishment you will get because by explaining the Dhanda aspect of it at least there is a hope that uh, you know we will we will try to be righteous mm-hmm. so this uh, Rip, uh, the gravity of these repercussions Are explained
2: uh, Because
1: we are not first class Kalav, Shudra, Sambhava But to But if we talk further Our not being righteous Our not being first class Even though it is not something to celebrate on One thing that we need to Celebrate on is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu bestows His choicest blessings Of uh, very, very special blessings to the most degraded Patita of this world. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu the uh, the qualification of the person who should be the recipient of Mahaprabhu's mercy is Patita, the most fallen. Naratanda Stakuri is singing in his songs Gauranga <laughs> Karuna Karo Amidina Hina Jhane Moshamapatita Prabhu Nahitribhuvane Dhande drina dorigara Takiye hamaare Krpa koriye shohamar mandire Jadidoya na koribe now, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I mean, whilst we are understanding the gravity that we are not first class, we are not second class, somehow we are in third, fourth class, fifth class, and we are surrounded by such men, which is such an unfortunate situation, so we we can definitely feel concerned about it but on the slightest side if you analyze, somehow if you can get Mahaprabhu's mercy, somehow if you get to latch on to Mahaprabhu's mercy then we can cross over all these situations as well as what Sukadeva Goswami is going to explain in the next chapter on character development how a permanent character development will save us from such a hellish life. So the uh, glory of Mahaprabhu in this current context is even if Mahaprabhu has to punish. Uh, I am writing a you know an article uh, on punishment in Krishna consciousness uh, because we are of 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 late hearing about uh, different people are punished, different people are some actions are taken on some devotees because of their past mistakes. Uh, May it be leadership level, may it be uh, devotee level. Um, Here this whole chapter is about punishment but how does Krishna conscious punishment work? How does devotional punishment work? What was the punishment that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave to Jagai and Madai? Punishment they were given was more devotional service. What was the punishment that was given to Gopala Chapal? More devotional service. What was the punishment given to Uh, uh, Indra what was the punishment given to Brahma what was the punishment given to anyone for that matter associated in Krishna consciousness what was the punishment given to uh, the associates uh, who made mistakes to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu those punishments were more in terms of more engagement in Krishna consciousness of course by challenging the person's uh, 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 ego pride and um, uh, arrogance so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy even if it comes in the form of a punishment even if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, um,
2: I mean you
1: know punish someone or put someone in trouble that is to bring them more closer to Krishna but that by such punishments that is described in this chapter we are definitely punished for the act as soon as the punishment period is over we are still, you know, at the risky proposition. So that is why Pariksit Maharaj asked Sukadeva Goswami, how are we justifying these punishments? So Sukadeva Goswami appreciated that thought of Parikshit Maharaj and eventually clarifying about various aspects of Krishna's mercy towards his devotees. So then my third reflection is, the repercussions are elaborated because we are second class, third class, fourth class people and Sometimes we understand, we uh, tend to understand only when there is a threat. And also uh, by knowing Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's glories and how Mahaprabhu's sankirtan mission can deliver the most fallen, degraded soul, we have some sort of a, um, some sort of a comfort, some sort of a uh, relief. That yes, I have some relief. I have some sort of a. Um, support and just by latching on to that support, it will be able to cross over this ocean of any uh, signs. So Prabhupada did not take any extra endeavor to explain about each of these uh, hellish planets because this is this is not generally a Vaishnava way to uh, help someone. But at the same time, it is important to speak about it and it is important to explain about it it is important to let us know that be careful, otherwise uh, consequences are many. Finally, as a closing words I want to say, that as practicing devotees, as uh, Vaishnavas, we are definitely shielded from these situations or these types of punishments, so long as we have taken shelter of Holy Name, so long as we have taken shelter of Vaishnavas, so long as we have taken shelter of Uh, devotional service and we do not have any crooked and purposeful mindset of breaking giving pain to somebody else if somebody does anything purposefully even after necessary reminders that's when uh, you know uh, Shastra is giving us uh, different type of challenges in fact what we are describing in this particular chapter is in a in a sense uh, overview in garuda puran there are much more uh, details much more the uh, de- elaborate descriptions about um, each of these in much much more uh, uh, granularity information that is why prabhupada never dealt or dwell on uh, those content because sankirtan mission is a very very uh, sublime and merciful mission our operational principle is Mercy, compassion, mercy, compassion, mercy, compassion. When Jagai and Madai were trying to behave in a very reckless manner, Nityananda Prabhu, even though Chaitanya Mahaprabhu expressed his anger, Nityananda Prabhu fell at the feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and said, "If you have to punish, you have to punish each and every one. If you have to kill by Sudarshana Chakra, to so these two people, then everyone in Kaliyuga is supposed to be punished. So." It is uh, not a good idea. Don't take the weapon of Chakra, rather take the weapon of Holy Name of the Lord. So Harinam Chintamani is our only Sahara and better we we also feel um, elated, obliged and thankful, grateful to the Vaishnavas without whom we would be going through some uh, routine life, committing sins and we will be then uh, exposed and responsible enough. Uh, and if not responsible, we will be put through this hellish life for even the smallest mistake of not, uh, you know, inviting a guest to our house. I mean, it's very uh, interesting to see how even if you stare at someone with, uh, without any kind kindness, uh, we are uh, challenged. So these are all from a from a Smarta Karma Kanda perspective. If somebody starts to discuss about this, they will take this topic and whip on us. But somehow our approach is not that. But we we read this, learn this as a uh, necessary warning, and give more importance towards um, trying to work towards the positive side of Krishna consciousness. And somehow, based on uh, the positive aspect of Krishna consciousness, try to regulate ourselves. Syaasti bhakti. So if you have all good qualities but not Krishna conscious, then what is the value of those good qualities? If you have no good qualities but somehow you have got the association of Holy Name and Vaishnavas and able to perform wonderful devotional service to the Supreme Lord, then all the good qualities of all the demigods will automatically manifest in such a personality. Over and above, Krishna is giving a promise I protect all that my devotees have and I provide what they lack to understand me So, my dear devotees, it is our greatest fortune that we got in touch with this Krishna consciousness process that we don't need to go through such a strenuous and uh, you know, uh, tough understanding, uh, we have a very easy, happy, uh, exciting way of uh, transforming our lives, even though we are not qualified, somehow by Chaitanya mahaprabhu's mercy, things have been made very easy, so please uh, let us all latch onto this process, otherwise, it's like you know, an op- a person who is to be treated needs to undergo 12 hours of strenuous uh, uh, operation, this is uh, he is cured by uh, Mahaprasadam. So it is as our our punishment is also excitement from that perspective. Our punishment is more japa, more uh, seva. Of course, that doesn't mean that we are supposed to make mistakes. But I am saying that that is the approach Mahaprabhu uh, in his Sankirtan mission has taken. So we are all very much indebted, and and hence we should we should be very. Um, Serious about our Krishna consciousness practices and help others to also be uh, taking up this Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, uh, they already go through this uh, experience of the regular journey. Thank you so much. Grantra Shrimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Prabhu jai, mitai Gaurav Premarande, Hari Hari If there are any questions or comments or reflections, I'll be happy to respond.
0: My Pranam to you. Can
2: you I,
1: are you. are you Krishna. Your voice is a bit feeble. Go ahead.
0: Can you hear now? Yeah, yeah. Thank okay, okay, you. Okay. Thank you so much, Prabhuji, for the wonderful class. You were mentioning that uh, you are appreciating our conference call, but then, you know, uh, it is only running very nicely because we have wonderful speakers like you. And many other who join, who make it, uh, you know, it's a whole big team effort. So thank you for appreciating and please pray that we can continue. Uh, we have Shri Prabhupada's mercy, you know, on this uh, trying to make our temple our homes by doing chanting and hearing Shri Bhagavatam in the morning and Bhagavad Gita reading in the evening. We're just trying. <laughs> so, yes, Prabhuji. Prabhuji, I want to ask you one question. Sure. Actually, I was the host today, but I wanted to also ask a question later. So I wanted to ask anyone else if they have any questions. I will post my question later. So if anybody has any questions, comments so for Prabhuji, please go ahead.
4: Kishnamurti Dandapurna, all good to see Prabhupada. Dandapurna Dandapurna, your classes are so informative and so much. It in in, in the bhakti and also so much so many references will be there for so nice.
2: uh
4: i wanted to know uh about uh the situation where uh somebody is disturbing another devotees uh bhakti process uh so what is the treatment uh we should do for uh such such a uh, past
1: very nice, uh, you know, nicely, Srimad uh, Bhagavatam, fourth canto, uh, fourth chapter, Sati is uh, telling this to uh, Daksha. So if you read there, um, there is a very nice sloka. What What are all the possibilities of a person who is committing uh, 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 Vaishnava Ninda? and uh, how one should conduct himself. So, it's, uh, to be very precise, this is uh, uh, Shloka number 15, not 15, once again. This is 4.4.17. 4. Uh, fourth canto, fourth chapter, Shloka number 17. Uh, Shira, no, not Shira. Shira, sir. Sorry? Mm -hmm. 4.17
4: Sati
1: says Sati continued If one hears an irresponsible person blaspheme the master and controller of religion one should block his ears and go away if unable to punish him if one is able to kill then one should by force cut out the blasphemer's tongue and kill the offender And after that, one should give up his own life. So Prabhupada gives a superb purport. So Prabhupada says, how in a same situation, a person who is a culprit, a person is committing a mistake, how does a Brahmana handle that person? How does a Kshatriya handle that person? How does a Vaishya handle that person? How does a Shudra handle that person? So Prabhupada explains in that purport, a brahmana, this instruction is not for brahmana. Prabhupada, I will read that purport. If If one is a brahmana, he should not give up his body. Because by doing so, he would be responsible for killing a brahmana. Therefore, a brahmana should leave the place or block his ears so that he will not hear the blasphemy. Your case is not blasphemy. It is more like blasphemy because somebody is troubling. So one should make sure that he try to, you know, solve it. If he can't solve it, you don't be part of it and leave the place. Either by closing your ears or leave that place. And for the rights. If one happens to be a Kshatriya, he has the power to punish any man. Therefore a Kshatriya should at once cut out the tongue of the willy fire and kill him. I mean, those days had that power, but if you have an administrative capacity, whatever administrative punishment that you can give him for a heinous act, that can be given. Even though in uh, previous ages, uh, you know, such uh, uh, extreme punishments were normal, such extreme punishments are not uh, even legally uh, normal nowadays. So a Kshatriya or a person in administrative capacity can actually punish proper further rights. But as far as Vaishyas and Sudras are concerned, they should immediately give up their bodies. So anyway the context is further, uh, you know, going further deeper. So we discussed an elaborate, uh, you know, discussion on this particular chapter, that's why I'm putting this article together on uh, punishment in Krishna consciousness. because. We always have this inherent nature to not to stand up to nonsenses. How can I stand up to nonsenses? So the the whole science of punishment goes in several layers. Initially our first immediate response as a sadhaka practicing devotee is that I should somehow or other tolerate tolerate and forgive. Tolerate and forgive. Tolerate and forgive. If three instance, four instance, five instance, we are not able to tolerate and forgive, can I escalate and correct? Can I escalate and correct? Can I escalate and correct? If even after escalate and correct, things are not happening, can I withdraw and disassociate? Can I withdraw and disassociate? Can I withdraw and disassociate? So all these things will be very scientifically done so that other person is not uh, at the receiving end. So if all these three are, you know, uh, do, not doable, I'm sure any one is doable. By the third one, to so at least come to come, you are off the hook and something, uh, you know, at least you are doing. Now, if you are very much worried that you are, uh, uh, this person is going to create a nuisance to not only you, okay, my, I am relieved, what about other community members, they will be in trouble. So I want to do some good to others, then that's when you put your foot down and try to raise your slogan to the right channel so that corrective actions are taken. So when we come, when people are, it is, it is officially allowed to express your frustration, express your anguish, but it has to be channelized. Jayapathak Maharaj personally told this to me in one of our you know family uh, conversations. He mentioned that it is officially allowed to express your concerns but concerns to be expressed to the right channel at the right time, the right tone, the right frame of mind for a right intention. Then you can go any extent to make noise. You will be heard and you will never be blamed. So in the case of Vaishnava bothering someone, the gravity of so what so what I just explained is just a formula. That formula needs to be applied in different, different context by different, different person. So, that's my limited understanding on uh, uh, one devotee bothering others. Am I making some sense, Prabhu?
4: Yes, it is so nice, Prabhu. It gives a a holistic uh, approach to this kind of uh, problems that crop up from time to time. And uh, sometimes there is... palliative way of working and doesn't work, uh, uh, take it easy, doesn't work, yes, you are right. And then, uh, yes, uh, it's a step-by-step holistic approach. Yeah, well, that is very correct. So, thank you very much. Hare Krishna.
1: Any other questions or comments?
3: Hare Krishna, Prabhupada. Wonderful, wonderful lecture, Nectar Prabhu. Thank you so much. Yeah, I like the point, uh, response of the Bhama Swami Maharaj. Like, the, if the Harinam has the full power to purify everything, why we have the Shastras? That was my takeaway, Prabhu. That's so nicely. If one keeps the full faith in Harinam, for him, like, uh, it's, everything is there. Who don't have full faith in Harinam, they can take the shelter of Shastra.
1: Yes. In fact, Banu Maharaj further mentioned that uh, you know uh, uh, you may still uh, take shelter of uh, Goswami's literature to develop more Shraddha and more uh, you know a deeper understanding because they have spent day in day out knowing that everybody will not you know develop attachment towards Holy Name. So to rescue them, they were kind enough on them.
3: So we are invoking, yeah. Basically, we are getting the mercy, are invoking the mercy of our acharyas. Yes. Yeah, you Thank so, you for your
1: kind words and um, you know um, all your wonderful services, Prabhuji.
3: Thank, thank you so much, Prabhu. We are uh, all time relisher, nectarian instructions. So thank you so much. You're like, making everything so. Uh, like, uh, like the, uh, you transferred, you know, this uh, hellish planet, like to develop the personality. So that's the art, of, you know, transferring, you know, one content to develop, you I mean, learn or lesson. Yeah, yeah, you make the lesson out of, you know, everything. That's so nice. I like that approach. Hare Krishna. Yeah, Hari Krishna.
1: Thank you, Prabhuji. Please accept my care. best
2: you. This is nikunjara Siddharth, Uh for your wonderful class, as uh, just now said by Nitegupal uh, Prabhu. And, like, you
1: know, it it is, it, it is a kind of real actor for us every uh, time, whenever you speak.
2: And as well, you know, I can say, if you'd like to hear you every day. Thank you, Prabhupada. Hare All Krishna. Always,
1: Prabhupada. Always, Krishna. Thank right.
2: you very much.
1: Looks, Looks like uh, all are exhausted. So, Rupini, Mahatma, if you have this question, Anybody
0: can this question for a we can go ahead. Okay. So, my one question, uh, two questions are there. Really quick. One is when we're reading these uh, punishments, I'm seeing that the punishment committed and the the punishment committed by a person and the uh, uh, not the offense uh, done and the punishment that we get. Actually, both are punishment, right? No, both are not punishment. The punishment is coming from Uh, what we face but what we do negative so I'm seeing that the punishment is uh, more severe is that true Prabhuji
1: well the idea is that uh, you know um, in the whole uh, ecosystem of uh, the cosmological arrangement uh, the there there is if you ask me the rational behind why such a punishment is given for such an act I will not be able to answer but yes The act itself uh, is sometimes, uh, you know, a pain given to others. But uh, because I did a heinous act as well as I gave pain to others and the punishments are uh, are given. In fact, uh, you know, it is also uh, sometimes people argue this way that why to punish such, uh, you know, heavily should have given some chances, forgiving and things like that. That's why I mentioned this whole chapter itself, different people will speak from different perspectives a person who is Karma Kandi will speak this chapter and make a you know, uh, and make a 18 days lecture out of this and try to whip on our back but we as practicing devotees, our interest in this chapter is to know this as an information, we need not dwell on this because Sukadeva Goswami Pad is using this chapter as a stepping stone to explain about the glory of our uh, uh, Krishna conscious process so if you analyze them, I guess we can analyze from all the angles. But from our analysis perspective, it's just an information. Yes, it is gruesome. And yes, it is uh, very uh, uh, acute sometimes. Uh, you know, should we even get just by, just because I stared at someone, why should, why should my why should be my eyes be poked by vultures? Does it not too uh, much of, of Krishna to you know, do this on me? I mean, I, I'm nobody to answer that. But at least, uh, you know, I am nobody to be part of it also because somehow we are part of the Shankill Commission. So I am happy that way.
0: Yes, Prabhuji, thank you so much for giving that answer. And secondly, like you know, uh, why is it uh, so much importance is given? Like why is a visitor in our house considered to be like you know like um, as good as Bhagwan? कहते ना like uh, Atiti Jase aate hain, Bhagwan ke roop Not Bhagwan. I mean, Krishna is Krishna only. But why in the Vedic culture so much of importance is given to uh, uh, visitors and uh, like? And and I ask this because there's a there's a punishment related to it. So just a little bit more idea we can get from the Vedic perspective about visitors uh,
1: visiting a There are many more that, that can be said. Two immediate obvious reasons is number one is about. There is a culture of respect is part of Vaishnava tradition. We are supposed to learn the primary aspect. I think two sessions before I spoke in this uh, forum, where respect, forgiving, gratitude, compassion. Without these four, you can't function in Krishna consciousness. I repeat, respect which means I also add uh, you know, the humility component of this. If I if I am not respectful, everyone ir- irrespective of who they are the enemy, friend uh, you know, nonsense, terrorist or whatever that is, animal you, know, you have to be respect. Respect just not because of their action respect because they are Krishna's resources. So respect could be expressed in different manner but at least having respect. Respect Gratitude, being forgiving, and being compassionate. All four are very important in our vice tradition. So one of the reasons why anyone coming to our house should be respected is to teach the culture of respect. Second reason why this is uh, given such a importance is, when you are uh, in your house, it is also to educate the principle of. Uh, sharing and not owning because we are not owners of anything we are only caretakers for a limited period in time whatever you possess, I possess we all possess you cannot say it as your permanent property, permanent asset for eternity unfortunately the legal terms and the legal arrangements in the society may give that it is coming generation after generation to me but philosophically if you analyze that we are all entitled for whatever resources that we have got only to uh, maintain them as a caretaker. The moment I try to possess them, I am inflicted. I am, you know, uh, a criminal. So, and not only we understand this doesn't belong to me, it is also that I am a representative of the Lord, need to be kind towards my fellow members because when I am not giving charity, when I am not kind, when I am not, uh, respectful, then what I am sowing the seed is I am sowing some poisonous seed around, it will come back to me only. By me giving uh, happiness, my me giving goodness, my, my, be, my me giving respect towards others, I am only gaining, uh, uh, you know, gaining things in my life rather than, uh, you know, uh, rather than losing. So whenever this particular act of uh, uh, respecting, welcoming, certain basic gesture is talk, talked about. As I said, this could be analyzed from various angles, but from Vaishnava angle we should understand this is an opportunity for us to develop respect, this is an opportunity for us to, you know, share what our father, it's like, you know, you, you share everything your father given to you with your sisters and brothers. So if we consider ourselves as a, you know, family of Krishna, then we are supposed to share. Not that, you know, oh, it's all mine, my house, who are you to come into my house and barge into my freedom? I guess that propensity has to be curtailed. Are you
0: making sense? Uh, Yes, Prabhupada. Thank you for those four points also that you gave. And uh, because, you know, it's so nice to read in the Bhagavatam that if you're not doing, um, you know, uh, not being nice to visitors, then that has to be kept in consciousness, then the effect is there, the uh, punishment is there. So, I always thought from the angle that, you know, the person who's come has got actually no shelter in the sense some of our parents or other people, friends come, so they don't have a roof, they don't have food, nothing, so, you know, our home becomes like, our of course, our home is not our own home, but our home becomes like a place where uh, they should feel as if they've come to their own home, you know. So that perspective I have in my I had in mind. So I was trying to be nice to guests whenever they came to my place. But uh, you know, you gave another Krishna conscious aspect to it, that which I wanted to also learn, uh, because we always have a different uh, Krishna conscious aspect. is always different from what you know we have learned as growing up. Uh, you know what parents, grandparents have taught us. So. Uh, yes, Prabhuji. And Prabhuji, thank you so much for the wonderful class. Actually, you made it very light. It was getting so overwhelming. Uh, you know, these uh, punishment after punishment, somebody is red, higher and broad, and then, you know, going into the river, which is pus and all that. And then you, you were like uh, saying that you should take this lightly only because it's just uh, our movement is a Harinam Sankirtan. So I like that point. Uh, you know, that made us feel that, okay, we just to go through these verses. But also remember that. Um, you know uh, some of them like we are not sure and uh, even killing a small little uh, living entity you know but when we get proof from bhagavatam then we feel okay uh, you know it's like so and so devotee told me but actually i'm sometimes snapping these uh mosquitoes you know sometimes i they come and bite and i snap that time only and then there's blood in my hand so i have to find some ways because bhagavatam is saying we cannot injure anyone so I think except for snake, right? Snake are they can poison the poisonous. We Basically, can
1: uh, anyone that anyone who harms you for protection you can uh, beat them for protection. Not that out of excitement. Not that you can uh, jo- just go and poke somebody's yes. nose.
0: the mosquitoes are not uh, really harming us. They just come and bite.
1: Oh my God! <laughs> because of mosquitoes, people die. You know,
0: very okay. uh, so, bad. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, so, but mean, most
0: my, my, of them, they come and bite me, get some itch, you know, and then I hit them sometimes, then I, because sometimes I don't come to know, in the back of my arm I hit, and then I said, oh, I said, what is this biting me, I just can't, and then I come to know there's blood in my hand, and then, oh, I killed the mosquito, so then then sure. I realized, that, oh, we heard in Bhagavatam, we cannot kill anything, because that's not like a snake. So I feel so guilty and then I see the Maha Mantra, you
1: know. I'll tell you on a lighter note a story from Prabhupada and we'll end the session because uh, um, yes. a very, very interesting story. Uh, one day, uh, devotees from Radha Rasbihari Temple, Juhu, wrote a letter to Shla Prabhupada. That time Shla Prabhupada doesn't last I may not know the year and details. They said, Shla uh, Prabhupada, we have so much of rat, rat problem in our temple, so what should be done? I mean, those days are very interesting uh, devotees. For everything, they go to Prabhupada. I mean, because they consider Prabhupada as their, you know, dear most, so they go and ask Prabhupada for every support. So they wrote to Prabhupada saying that uh, we have so much of uh, rat in the temple, so what are we supposed to do? I mean, if somebody asks such a question, what do you expect as a response, you know, some sort of a, you know, I'm, okay, the response Prabhupada gave was, chant Hare Krishna, nicely for this problem to be solved. So then they thought that Prabhupada probably did not, uh, you know, I mean, (laughs) how come I'm asking a question and Prabhupada is giving some really a tangential answer. I,
2: at least I thought
1: so. Maybe others may not have thought. So then I was contemplating on this and we were discussing amongst devotees. So this answer, if you actually drill down, why Prabhupada gave that answer? This is my understanding, others could have others, there will be more details to the story but I am telling you what I know. So if somebody chants, so the analysis is like this The place is having rodents because it is not clean. If it is not clean you are inviting so many nonsense and the place you are not kept clean because your consciousness is not clean. If you are clean you will you, keep your surroundings clean. So Prabhupada is trying to give a very you know clear answer that Jandare Krishna nicely your consciousness will be clean, if your consciousness are clean, your surroundings are clean, your surroundings are clean then you will know that these all uh, 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 disturbances will not come your way. So that is the formula. So this formula holds good for all of us also in general capacity over and above this we may still be bothered. atyatmika ati Adhidaivika, Klesha will anyway come, so which we will not anyway handle. But just because you brought this example of a mosquito, I just thought I will tell another dimension to this. Sometimes, uh, you know, because of our not being clean, we might invite some trouble and we might harm them and blame them. So that also we should be careful about. That's all I want to say.
4: I wanted to uh, uh, just add an your uh, 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 comment uh, evaluation. So sometimes uh, this comparison ca- ca- came in the discussion also, right? That that uh, why so severe punishment. So I uh, like uh, what I uh, like uh, think is that uh, the uh, common society, which is uh, influenced by the Western concept of uh, enjoying propensity. Uh, as uh, me me as the enjoyer proprietor controller enjoyer so that uh, lays emphasis on human rights whereas uh, Vedic civilization is based on the um, uh, uh, center, uh, i mean central theme of uh, human duty so that is the, uh, uh, the, the that is how the difference comes so when human rights comes in the uh, the punishments are lower. Uh, so the person can ultimately enjoy. Uh, whereas the human duties are concerned, uh, the uh, to make uh, the person dutiful, uh, the punishments are uh, the Krishna's punishments uh, are uh, stronger. Is, is that the correct uh, or uh, superb? Uh, or?
1: Superb. In fact, there's one step further: is that if you are in a responsible position. And if your duties are mistaken, your punishments are further stronger. So, uh, yeah. what you're saying, uh, uh, human duty, it is like the more, Radhanath Maharaj mentioned this in one lecture, the more you go closer to Krishna, the more you are ch- questioned and challenged and rigged, so that you are, uh, you know, because you are responsible. Your action, your words, your yeah. thoughts, your conduct is all not going to affect you only, it's going to affect other people, so that is why the... Uh, behavior and duty of a person as you grow closer to Krishna consciousness is much more deeper and severe very nice